Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Teen Talk. I am your host, Tracy Boxel, author of How to Talk to How to Talk Spirituality with Your Teens. Um, you can find that on in the Kindle Library. Um, sorry about the little snafu with the music. It started to play with the old opening. Um, the song we were just listening to, I love, love. It's called Spiritual High, State of Independence, and it's by Mood Swings and Chrissy Hind. Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders, if that sounds familiar. So check it out on iTunes. Great song, Spiritual High, State of Independence by Mood Swings and Chrissy Hind. So welcome back to the show. Um, Great to be with you again this week. And this week we are going to talk about um, our teens and talking to them about angels, spirit guides, and spirit animals. Um, Believe me, I could talk for days about angels. (laughs) I definitely resonate with angels. I'm a big fan and I work with them a lot and I work with my teenagers um, with angels a lot. If this is your first time here in this show, I am the mother of three teenage boys. Yes, so far I have survived. <laughs> Made it this long. <laughs> um, and it's fun. It's good. It's a challenge. Um, we all know that uh, parenting teens can be a challenge. And it's different with boys and girls, but they do have some similarities between the two. So I'm more than happy for anyone that likes to call in and chat um, about their teen or ask questions, or if you are a teen that would like to call in and kind of uh, voice what's what's going on in your world, um, share what you would like parents to know um, about what's happening with you and um, how spirituality fits into your life. Um, Please call in. Uh, You can also, um, if you're listening to this show at another time um, or you can't call in right now, you can email any questions that you have for me or um, anything you'd like to be brought up on a future show at my email, excuse me, which is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at Spiritual Teen Talk. Um, And again, that's Tracy at Spiritual Teen Talk is my email. Um, Okay, so great having you guys here with me this week. Um, We'll start off um, with angels. It's a big one. There's lots to talk about. (laughs) Now, um, 
angels are are usually something that well and not even just angels but um um fairies and um, elementals and leprechauns and things like that. Those are the kind of things that are easy to talk to your children about because when they're younger, they're open, they're playful. Um, Some of them even see things. So they're, they're pretty much total believers, right? You know, along with Santa Claus and the Easter bunny and those things. Um, But when they get to the point that they figure out that, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy are not real. Um, sometimes then they start questioning, you know, the other things, the angels, the fairies, um, the elementals. So um, it's easy to talk to them about it when they're kids, but then when they get to that teenage point, sometimes they're like, oh, that's just little kid stuff, you know. Um, those things aren't real, you know, they just don't believe in them anymore. Um, now, if you were raised religious, as as I was, I was raised in the Catholic faith, so angels have just always been a part of, of my belief, so that's something I carried into adulthood. Um, for some reason, that was not really something that I ever turned away from and started questioning. Um, if you have never really taught your teen um, anything about spirituality when they were younger, sometimes starting to talk to them about angels can be a big stretch because um, especially with teenagers, they're going through that phase where they question everything. And if you can't see it, well, then that can't be real. You know, why why am I going to believe in something that I can't see? So it can be a really challenging time. Now, why why should we, you know, or why would we talk to our, our kids about angels? Um, well, angels are support. Um, they are God's helpers. Uh, and, and sometimes it's easier to have that kind of middleman. You know, maybe it feels a little more comfortable talking with an angel about something as opposed to talking to God. Because... Um, Sometimes that's big and out there and you're not even really sure. So having that middleman of of an angel to help communicate, you know, with God, with spirit, with the universe, whatever the terminology is that you use, um, can be easier. Um, And again, what, you know, why is that helpful? Um, there's something that happened that came on the news this morning. I live in California and um, there was another shooting in San Bernardino um, yesterday and it was at an elementary school. And um, it was really, it's really tragic. I mean, it just really bothered me uh, when I saw it on the news this morning, it was a man who was estranged from his wife and um, feeling no, out of his mind, nor the recourse, whatever was happening with him, he came to his wife's, his estranged wife's elementary school where she taught and got into the school and shot and killed her in her classroom in front of her students and accidentally, most likely, also shot two students that were standing by her, Um, one of them eight years old, one of them nine years old. The eight-year-old did not survive. Um, and so I just, I I was horrified by it. I was, you know, angry 
at the guy for what he did to his, his wife, but what he did to these innocent children. And I just thought the first thing I thought to myself was what happened to that guy when he was a kid? You know, what happened to him when he was younger that he was so fearful to be abandoned um, as a grown man, you know, that his wife um, had left him and and was talking about divorce and and what is it about him that made him think that his world was over without this person, you know, that he couldn't handle this change. And and so if his life was over, well, then, you know, he was going to take her along with him. And that was just one of the first things that I thought of. And I, I started thinking about, you know, did he did he have abandonment issues, right? Did something happen with him when he was young where a parent left him and his world was just forever changed and, and maybe shattered in certain ways? So you just kind of ask those questions of how could this possibly happen when you hear these horrible things on the news? Because your, your mind is just trying to, like, figure it out, right? Like, how... Can people do this to each other? Um, and so th- I, I feel like this is why it's so important that we are working with our teenagers to know that they have a sense of support there. Because this man that, that did this to his wife and these innocent children, he, he didn't believe that there was anything out there that could help him get through this difficult time like he couldn't have he couldn't have known that there was um a a spirit a god uh, you know that there were angels um that he had guardian angels he couldn't have known any of that and done what he did today so this is where the parenting comes in, right? This is why we work so hard to be good parents to our children. We want them to understand at this difficult age, right, when when their uh, their hormones are going crazy and their emotions are all over the place, and it seems like everything that happens right now in, in a teenager's life is just so important. And if you can't, you know, you can't get through something, well, then what's the point, right? Um, so, again, this is this is why I, I want to talk to parents and, and I want to talk to teens and say, hey, let, let's have this conversation now. Let's make sure that you know that you have, you can either come to me as your parent um, or, or a trusted counselor at school, um, or, or you talk to your angels. You can talk to your guardian angels. There's someone that you can talk to when you're going through a difficult situation and aren't sure what to do. You always have support. And even if you can't see it, the support is there. So teaching that, really helping them to understand it and believe and have the faith that there is something out there that can help them. Even if like the person you're mad at is me, your mom, right? You can't come to me when you're frustrated about, you know, the the situation that's going on. Um, 
yeah, it's it's big stuff, but it's important stuff. And, um, you know, that's that's our job as parents, right? It's not just to feed and clothe them. It's more than that. It's helping them to learn to be healthy, well-adjusted adults, you know, that can get along in this society, in our world. That is our true responsibility as parents to them. Um, so sorry to, you know, kind of start things on a downer, but sometimes when that stuff just pops into the news, um, you just kind of have to relate it to the bigger picture to really understand and to know that there is something you can do about it. You know, like we can't do anything about the situation that happened at the school in San Bernardino, California. Um, but what you can do is you can talk to your, your teen about it and, and, you know, we went through this with, with our teenagers when, when their dad and I separated. Uh, it, it's a difficult time, but we always tried to keep um, open communication with them. But I think maybe one thing that we hid from them too much, and, and I see parents doing it all the time, is I think we hide our sadness from our kids. Like, we just, we just don't want to worry them, right? We don't want them to be sad. You know, mom and dad are having... Um, problems in their marriage and talking about, you know, splitting up and, and it's difficult, but, but we don't want the kids to be sad about it. Right. We don't want the kids to feel bad. So you, you know, you put a smile on and, and, and you kind of stuff those feelings down. And um, I think that's a mistake because, and this is the reason why I say that if we're not showing our children the truth of life, and the truth is there are times, you know, when things happen that make you sad and, and rightfully so. So if they're not seeing that, then, then when they do occasionally see something sad, they think, well, that must be bad, right? You know, and then, and then they start trying to stuff it, right? Instead of just sharing it and letting it out and talking about it and getting the support that we need, really being that community for each other um, in community within a family and community, you know, within our actual community, being there for each other for emotional support. Even if it's just listening, you don't have to give out the best advice, but it's just bending that ear. Um, so that, these are the kind of things that we can do as parents for our kids um, and, and for teens, the things that you can do when you hear about horrible things happening or even like really uh, bummer things happening at your school that might be happening to a, a person that you kind of know, you know, they're not a close friend, but you know, you know, this is happening at school to another person. Um, just being able to talk with your parents about it and working through it, it's important. And, and then, because then when you have worked through the situation, no matter how big or small it might be, and you come out the other side, and then you're six months later or you're a year later, and you're thinking, wow, I can't believe a year ago that I was so upset about, you know, Michael and I breaking up. Like, he is so, like, I can't even imagine being with that guy anymore, you know, you you realize, oh my gosh, you know, I got through that. I thought a year ago it was the end of the world, you know, because my girlfriend dumped me and started going out with, you know, one of my friends. Like that's that's big stuff as a teenager. But then you then you realize six months, a year later, 
or maybe sooner for boys, <laughs> a couple of weeks later. I, you know, it isn't that big of a deal anymore. But I really, at the time, thought it was pretty dramatic. So then you say, when you discuss those kind of things with your teen, you help them to understand that they can make it through difficult times. And when you show them that you can make it through difficult times and come out the other side a happy, better person, then they start trusting, well, if my mom and my dad can do it, then I certainly can because they're teaching me everything I know, right? I can handle this this crappy thing that's going on right now. My mom and dad could handle, you know, separating and divorcing and look at them now, you know, they're happy and yeah, things are different, but you know, they're happy and we're happy and we all survived it. Then, Hey, I can too. So again, as we've, as we've talked about in previous shows, always trying to set that example for our kids by what we do, not just what we say. Um, so with the angels, um, again, teaching our, our, our kids that they have that support system there that is with them all the time, even though they can't see it. Um, asking their angels for help is just so easy. It's easy. Now, angels won't help unless you're, they are asked. That's the thing about them. Um, they need to be asked. They, they, um, there's a few instances, right, with guardian angels where sometimes they will step in in a protective mode. But for the most part, they need to be called upon. They need to be asked. And it can be little things. Like I, I think I've mentioned this before when my, my kids are, you know, leaving the car, heading off to school. If I know one of them has a test that day um, or, or a speech, something like that, I'll be like, hey, you know, remember, you know, to call on Archangel Zadkiel. Ask him to be with you, help you remember what you need to know for that test, you know, call on Archangel Gabriel so that she helps you to be a clear speaker and getting your message across and, you know, keeping you relaxed and not so nervous. You know, it's just a little last minute thing I'll say to them as they're getting out of the car and they kind of nod their head, you know, or sometimes when we're driving to school. I'll, I'll call in the angel, you know, for them and then we'll talk about it as we're going along. And it's just a few seconds, right? I don't make a big deal about it. Um, but I, it's a little reminder for, for small stuff. And one of my favorite, favorite things to do with my kids is to call on Archangel Shamuel. Uh, that's C-H-A-M-U-E-L. And I probably should have mentioned, if you're not really too familiar with, with the archangels, there's so, so much information out there. Uh, on the internet, on different sites. There's great books out there. Um, one of my absolute favorite books uh, that deals with all the, the main um, archangels is by Kyle Gray. It's G-R-A-Y, and it's called Angel Prayers. Really great book. It's something I would recommend that, that you um, order and kind of, you know, set it set it there for your teen in the room, see if it's something they'll kind of look through and browse through. Um, Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine are probably the two most well-known angel experts that there are out there. So any book from um, Doreen or Radley uh, about angels is just so, such a wealth of information. So there's a lot of information out there where if you don't know very much about the archangels, um, you can you can point your kids in that direction, learn it together, get them some books, 
look things up on the internet. There's a lot of great stuff out there. So anyways, back to, um, as what I said, one of my favorites is to call on Archangel Shamuel, C-H-A-M-U-E-L. He will help you find lost things. And I am not kidding you. <laughs> it works. We have used it for years. I can remember when kids were little and there was one time where it was just the tiniest little toy that my that my youngest son, who wasn't even two years old, he was, you know, maybe 16, 18 months or something at the time that he couldn't find. And and we called on Archangel Samuel, and it was in no time that little toy just showed up out of nowhere. It was so funny. And and it just happened like a few weeks ago. We were looking for something in the house. Again, it was my youngest son <laughs> lost this this thing that he was he was playing with. And I was like, Okay, you guys Archangel Samuel. Like we have we have looked everywhere. I mean all Five of us in the house were looking for this and couldn't find it. You know, we need Archangel Samuel's help. He's going to help us, you know, and, and uh, you know, just have a seat and and keep your ears open and listen for it. And sure enough, I got the hit to look under this um, cube. It's like a little footstool cube that was in the living room. And I was like, why would it be under there? Whatever. It's the hit that I got, right? <laughs> I go over and look. Sure enough, there it was, you know, so it, I, I can't even tell you the number of times crazy little stuff like that have happened. And my kids believe in Archangel Samuel. Sometimes they won't admit it, <laughs> but it always works. <laughs> um, let's see. Another great one to work with with your kids is Archangel Michael. He is the big guy. He is the protector. He helps clear energy. Um, he is just someone that is amazing to work with and so helpful to your teenagers. Um, You know, I almost want to say he's just like that big protective older brother kind of thing, but just in a superhero kind of way. That's Archangel Michael. Um, Another Archangel that um, works with kids and parents, and it moves into the teenage years as well, is Metatron. Archangel Metatron. Um, he is. Uh, he works with the indigo crystal rainbow children. If you've ever heard of that uh, of them, um, kids with you know autism or OCD or ADD, any kind of um, behavioral issues like that. Metatron is the one that you want to call in to to work with. Um, You put Metatron and Archangel Raphael. Now, Archangel Raphael is the healing angel. Um, You get the two of them together, and they will help balance the chakras. Now, in our last show, we talked about uh, the chakra system and how keeping your chakras balanced, how helpful that can be to your teens. So, you know, remind them, hey, um, ask Archangel Metatron and Archangel Raphael to help you to clear your chakras as as you're meditating or as you're thinking about it. And and they they will help. Um, so anyway, so there, there's a few more uh, of the archangels. Um, you can read more about them, and like I said, in books and online. Um, that also, when we're talking about angels, of course, what most kids think about when they're little. Uh, the first thing that that they kind of learn about is their guardian angels, right? So everyone is born with two guardian angels who stay with you throughout your entire life. 
from 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 birth till the end and um getting to know them and getting to work with them like they're like your best friends like that that's how kind of how you can help your teenager to relate to it. You know what? Your guardian angels are going to protect you above all, above anyone else. They're going to do even a better job than me, your mom. Um, They are the the two that are by your side every second. Those are, those are the two that, that you can be working with for support. Now, as, as we grow, you know, from, from different stages in our life, um, Different angels, you know, can come in and work with us depending upon our needs. So, again, um, I myself being, you know, a writer and and sort of a speaker (laughs) doing a a blog talk radio show, right, I work with Archangel Gabriel. Um, She is the one to work with you on communication and to get your message out and to write well and, um, you know, so she's someone that I really work with a lot in this in this stage in my life. Um, when my kids were younger, especially, I worked with, I called in Metatron a lot, you know, to help me to, to be a good mother, to work with my kids, giving them what they needed. So we, we work with different angels throughout our lives, but our um, guardian angels are there from the get-go, and they stay there until the end. So um, for some reason, a guardian angel no matter what the age of your kids are, it is just really something that's easy for them to believe because it's so safe, right? Um, just to know that there are two spiritual beings that are always there by your side. That's that's pretty, you know, important stuff. And um, so I'm just mentioning that here or there with, you know, with your teens. Again, as I always say, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. You don't have to make a big lecture out of it. Just the, you know, the occasional mention here or there. Hey, you know, you might want to talk to your guardian angels about doing a little better with the, your cleaning up your room. <laughs> Things like that. It's always kind of fun. It's, it is fun joking around with your teens. I joke around with my boys a lot. Um, Because they're boys, and that's what they do. And so, you know, I play with them. I have fun with them. They're only here, you know, for a short time now. I think that's when we really start, it starts hitting us, right, in those teenage years, that they're not really going to be around on a day-to-day basis for that much longer. So um, I enjoy it, you know, and I have fun with it. Um, So, yeah, so that's a a bit about angels. Now let's move in. to talking a little bit about spirit guides. Um, so all, in all of these, the angels, the spirit guides, the spirit animals, um, as we, we've talked about in, in a previous show, teaching you know your children about meditation and prayer, when they receive information in meditation, um, you know, we teach that that is to connect with, you know, your higher self and with God, universe, spirit, your name for it. You can also have them work with um, angels or spirit guides or spirit animals when they are meditating. Now, a spirit guide, they're guardian angel-like, but they have a specific purpose, and they do change with you as you grow through your lifetime. 
You may have, you know, a certain spirit guide that works with you when you're young and then one that, you know, starts working with you in the years when you've just left the house or the years when you're, you know, be, you've become a mother and you're working with your children. It changes, your spirit guides change with you as your life circumstances change. So um, teaching your teen Okay, in meditation, you can communicate with your spirit guides as well because they are here for the express purpose of helping you, of guiding you. That's where they get their name from, right? (laughs) They are guides because we all have um, a certain purpose, a reason for being here. And so a spirit guide is, is... here to help you to stay on your path to move towards that purpose as you grow. Um, Spirit guides can be uh, pretty much about uh, anything across the gamut. Um, Some kids like to really think of the idea of like maybe a grandparent that has passed, you know, my oldest son, um, my great-grandmother uh, passed away when I was pregnant with him. She was 100 years old, and we named him after her. And I've always kind of thought she's been watching out for him all along, right? And I think that's a, a bit of an easy um, pill to swallow, <laughs> if you want to call it a pill, when you're talking to your kids about um, spirit guides. is hey, you know, Grandma so-and-so, she's probably with you. She's probably working with you. You could, you know, you could talk with her. And if it was someone who was very special, you know, to your, to your child, um, an older aunt or uncle or a grandparent, um, and that's uh, an easy for thing to talk about with them say you know what they just might be one of your guides maybe you should talk to them you know if you're having some some issues or if you just just want to vent you know go go in your room or wherever you're at have some quiet time and just talk it over with them Um, spirit guides can also be um, ascended masters Uh, when I say it's an ascended masters I'm talking about Jesus Buddha um, Saint Germain, Lord Katumi. Did I say that right? Lord, I was forgetting. Let me look at my notes right here. Yeah, Katumi. Lord Katumi, Hilarion, Kuan Yin. I mean, there are almost an unlimited there are a number of ascended masters that um, they are people that have walked the earth. They have been human at at a time. And now they've moved on to a realm where they are staying as spirits. They, they have, have completed, you know, what their soul wanted to complete in however many lifetimes that they lived. And they are now there as a guide for those of us who are still incarnating as humans. And they're wonderful, really um, helpful spirits to work with. Um, so, you know, and, and of course, like if you go into, you know, a bookstore, or you're looking on Amazon.com for books, Barnes and Noble, there's a lot of books um, about different ascended masters. So I, again, recommend having your team looking into some of that, helping them, guiding them, because they all have different kind of specialties. 
you know, that, that they work, they can help you with. So if you kind of click in on one and say, oh, well, this one, you know, really works in this area and that, that resonates with me. I feel like I really need some help, you know, with this. Then, then they create that connection. They create that relationship, boom, like right there. So um, that's a little bit about spirit guides. Um, now, spirit animals are really fun, I think. <laughs> spirit animals are super easy to teach uh, youngsters about um, because, you know, most kids love animals, right? They're fun. You can get little um, um, toys, you know, to represent your spirit animal. Now, they're also sometimes referred to as an animal totem, T-O-T-U-M, animal totem. Um, they're they are very predominant, of course, in Native American culture. I'm sure most of you um, have probably heard heard that before. Um, and there are some really good websites that I have used over the years to learn about spirit animals. One of them is called whatsyoursign.com. And I think it's actually what's-your-sign.com. I think that's how you actually have to, to put it in. Um, there's another one called spirit-animals.com. Um, that is one that I use a lot. And um, you get, I, I want to say, I want to put it this way. With angels and spirit guides, you tend to get more... Um, messages you, you know you 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 quote hear something it's more in a in a verbal kind of term whereas spirit animals are the essence of something and maybe that is something that you really need support in or you feel a connection with that animal because of the energy and the essence that they put out. So that's how spirit animals work with us. Um, I remember the horse was one that I had worked with um, around the time that I was actually first separating um, in my marriage. And the horse is like about freedom and strength. I mean, if you can just envision, right, what do horses do? They just run like the wind. And I don't mean like running away from my marriage run, but just feeling a sense of freedom and, and knowing that, you know, I have the strength of a horse, right? They're strong beings. Just looking at them and touching one just makes you feel the strength of them. So that's what I mean by the essence of what the animal is. That is that is what you get from the animal. You don't always necessarily get a, quote, message from them, um, but they can. They can communicate to you in, in similar ways with spirit guides and angels. Um, but when you feel a connection with a certain spirit animal, and I'll, I'll give you an example, one of my kids has always, as long as he can remember, been um, uh, uh, felt a kinship with penguins like he's always been drawn to them and I was the same way when I was a kid with koala bears okay and I'm, I'm not an, I'm not from Australia the only koala bear I've ever seen is in a zoo, right? And my son does not live anywhere where there are penguins around. <laughs> so, um, 
So it's not like it was something we were surrounded by. And so, yeah, I felt comfortable. It's not like I lived on a farm and, and it was a farm animal. It was just a kinship that we both had always felt with a particular animal. And you're probably, if you're hearing this now, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I was crazy about this. I was crazy about that. And, oh, my kid has always had this, you know, particular stuffed animal and just always wanted books. That's how my son was with penguins. I mean, we have had a lot of books on penguins (laughs) over the years. (laughs) And, uh, And his friends all just know it, right? His friends just know, oh, he's crazy about penguins. It's just, uh, something he's always had um, an affinity towards. And so I taught him, you know, what the significance is of penguins. And I, you know, I said, well, that's your spirit animal. And, and, uh, you know, we researched things on, on online and, and, and books. And so he thought that was kind of cool when he finally realized, oh, that's okay. That's why I always like penguins. And he realized that, you know, his affinity towards them and the the message that they give really did resonate with him, right? To him that that made sense. He he understood finally what that connection was and, and which made it much easier to accept it, right? When you understand it and you're like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense. This is why I've always loved that animal. I I think that really helps them to believe, uh, you know, that spirit animals can work with them. Now, um, spirit animals can communicate with us in a lot of different ways. Um, I've heard people say, oh, yeah, you know, I was just sitting here, you know, at my desk and looking out the window and all of a sudden, you know, this came out there and this little thing just flew right outside the window, you know, whatever, a hummingbird or um, cardinal, whatever it might be. And it was the strangest thing. It was just like it really was trying to get my attention. And, you know, and then I finally got my attention and I connected with it and, you know, and then off it went. And so I'm always like, hey, look up. What, what does the cardinal mean? You know, what is the hummingbird? The fact that it has, has come into your um, awareness in a way that really catches your attention can often mean it has a message for you. So go look it up, you know. And um, there's just some beautiful messages that the animals can bring to us. And what an easy thing for for teens to do, right? Um, They don't have to let anybody know that they have a spirit animal. (laughs) They don't have to let them know how many little stuffed animals or pictures or drawings or whatever they have of, of this particular animal that they've always loved if they don't want to. Um, but but it's there, and it's a sense of comfort. And again, it is another source of support, um, another um, type of being that they can feel a connection to um, and understanding from. That's really important because, you know, our teens don't always feel understood, especially by their parents, right? Because our our beliefs and their beliefs start clashing together at this age, well, then you can't possibly understand, you know, what it is that I'm going through or, or this and that. And um, so to have um, an, a spirit animal that they really feel a true connection with that understands them can be a beautiful, you know, support system. So, um, yeah, these, this is something that I, I do really enjoy 
talking with my teens about um, because, you know, they, they have their questions and they might want to make their little silly remarks here or there about them. But for the most part, you know, they just understand angels are just part of this household. <laughs> and there's times, you know, now my oldest one, he might kind of roll his eyes, you know, like, for example, when we were talking about Samuel and we were trying to find that, that thing that his brother couldn't find in the house the other day. And he's like, that's not going to help. <laughs> Just being the little sarcastic, I don't know, negative teenager that he can often be. But sure enough, it showed up. And I just, I, I looked at him and I said, how on earth do you think I ever thought of looking underneath that little Ottoman cube to find that? And he just started to smile because he knew, right? Because <laughs> it was just, we had literally torn this entire house apart looking everywhere picked up every cushion of every couch and chair it was really funny it was getting exasperating right like okay this house is not that big it's got to be here somewhere but he after I said that to him he just kind of smiled and just gave me that oh gosh I hate it when you're right kind of look you know (laughs) but hey that's teenagers right so I just smiled at him and just walked on and I probably made some other smart aleck remark to him. That's how we communicate, but all in fun, all in fun, not, not in hurtful ways. Um, so again, uh, it's a great a great thing to talk with your teenagers about to make sure that they know that they have a support system, um, whether or not they can see it, whether or not it's right there in front of their face. Um, there are angels, there are spirit guides, and there are spirit animals out there. Um, that are are more than happy to help them and want to help them, want to work with them. So that's um, important for them to understand that. Um, So I think uh, we'll probably leave things off here today. Um, Next week, uh, again, I'll be back here on Tuesday, probably at the same time, 2 p.m., Pacific time in the U.S. And um, I'm going to try and have a guest. I'm not sure if she's going to be with us live or if it's going to be recorded, um, but she is a uh, a licensed uh, family therapist who works uh, with teens. And she's she's more a you know, traditional therapist, but she brings in um, spirituality into her practice when she is working with teenagers. So I thought that would be um, a great perspective to see a little more of the traditional side and how um, a spiritual aspect can be brought into that. So I'm really looking forward to talking with her next week and sharing our conversation with you, the listeners. Um, uh, for those of you that, that have, have tuned in, I want to say thank you for joining me again. Uh, my name is Tracy Boxel, and I am the author of How to Talk Spirituality with Your Teen on Amazon Kindle. And I want to thank you for joining me here this week on Blog Talk Radio for our show. Um, spiritual teen talk and I look forward to seeing you uh, next Tuesday and how about if I play our little tune again spiritual high state of independence as uh, we head off so you guys have a great week I look forward to seeing you next time namaste